Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 79 of Movie Toast. Ooh, folks, this one promises to be both monstrous in size of characters and monstrous in the stinkiness of some of the movies. It's the Movie Toast, the show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We'll talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Movie toast. Hey, Adam. How's it going, man? Uh, you know, I can't complain. It's a beautiful night right now, and uh, I'm happy to be here talking with you, man. How's, how's it going with you? Uh, pretty damn good. I, I'm excited to talk about some movies. I, di- I did watch a whole lot of a whole lot of monster stuff, a whole lot of big old Titan flicks. Shall we uh, dive into some reviewage? I don't see why not. I think that's why people are here, right? I, I think you're starting us off though uh, with with a Netflix All movie. Right. If I if I remember correctly, yeah, I got a movie that was supposed to be coming out in theaters last year, but like everything, the pandemic fucked it hard, and it ended up getting bought out by Netflix, and it premiered at the time of this uh, recording a week ago. So I guess two weeks by the time you're hearing this, uh, and currently it sits at number three on the Netflix most watched in America. I'm talking about the hitting camera style movie Bad Trip, starring so yeah, it's about two best friends played by Eric Andre and Lil Rel Howery. And uh, they're they're still in the town they grew up in and they're working dead end jobs. And Lil Ray's sister goes to jail and she has a car and Lil Rel is having that car being held in like a parking garage and paying for it for her. And this car is like her big item that she owns. It's her favorite thing in the world. Her dead grandma gave it to her. It's this hot pink like old car that says bad bitch on it and stuff. And. (laughs) And she loves it. It's her prized possession. And uh, she's in jail. And Eric Andre ends up running into his high school crush, who he's never talked to. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just in town, but I'm about to leave. I have this big art gallery in New York. If you're ever in New York, look me up and I'd love to meet meet up with you. And in his head, he took that as, oh, God, this girl wants me. Uh, I got to go to New York, but we're in Florida. And so he goes to Lil Rel and he's like, Hey, I need I need to take your sister's car. We gotta go. We we gotta go to this oh, big God. gallery okay. opening that my, the love of my life is hosting. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And he's like, Come on, man, we need to take an adventure. This is the step we need to take. So it's just them going to Florida and all these wacky hijinks that happens. And as that's happening, Tiffany Haddish's character is escape it out of jail and she's looking for a car and she finds out that they have it so she's hunting them down and these pranks that they're doing it's like kind of borat bad grandpa style pranks and like the first one we have you see like he's cleaning a uh, eric andre's cleaning a car and that's when he first sees this girl and all his clothes get sucked off from a big vacuum so he has to hide from her and then later when he gets her number his hand gets taken off in a blender and he's in like this like yogurt uh, or a smoothie place there's all these ju- uh, pranks happening and they i don't know it's just so bad it's like oh really you got these notable actor comedians who i feel like most people could recognize yeah i love this cast i like all three of these actors yeah 
Yeah. And, and like, people are like, I don't know who they are. I will say, since she was in prison, Tiffany Haddish does look a little more like she's not, like, all dolled up and, like... They made her look a little uh, rough. Wearing makeup and whatnot. Yeah, so it's like, I guess, and she's wearing hoodies sometimes, so you can't fully tell who she is. as she's, like, being like, have you seen this person? Have you seen this person? But there's, like, a joke in there where, like, she's asking, like, some people have they seen them and they're like no and then she has a cop but the cop doesn't help them and she seals a cop car it's like come on dude if you guys think this lady's sealing a cop car that's crazy and like the, the it just blows my mind that people don't recognize these celebrities but it's like sure i get that that's the point of this movie i guess they probably did meet people and then fucking they cut that oh, stuff sure. out and they just went with the dumb yeah. people. But the thing here is, like, they're playing characters and, like, they even have the whole, like, fly on the wall style camera look, uh, cinema verte style look when they're, like, say, at a hotel together or they're just doing stuff together. But it's, like, a scripted, like, story and they're, they have lines that they're talking as mm-hmm. these characters. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. This I know who these two guys are. I know who Tiffany Haddish is. I'm not buying any of this. And the pranks that they're doing, I the only reason I checked this out, besides the cast, I had no interest in this, but people have been talking for a week about, I haven't laughed this hard in so long. This is the funniest movie I've seen in a while. I, I, I love this movie. So I'm like, I got to see this because I love dumb comedy, but the pranks weren't even that funny to me. And like, they're just like, and dull and i had a similar situation when i watched borat 2 whatever the long title is like okay and clearly i'm wrong about that because that's in the running for big awards and whatnot but in that one they were just trying to offend people this one i think they were just trying to trying to gross people out maybe with like the things that happen and it's like i just i don't like these movies so i think that's on me Okay. Uh, if this was just a movie where I, th- I feel like this movie would have been more beneficial if it was just a movie, a scripted movie about two buddies on a cross country road trip and being hunted down after unfortunate mishaps. So you think they could have just carried the characters and had like just played it straight and it actually been a traditional film? A hundred percent because they're treating this as a traditional film. But then they're adding all these pranks that just aren't that funny to me. If they had a traditional film with just regular setups and, and executions, I think I'd be laughing my butt off. Huh, wow. But that's not the case. Uh, so for me, this movie, like I said, Bad Trip over on Netflix. You can check it out for free I, if you have Netflix or you steal someone's account. Uh, I'm giving Bad Trip one slice of toast. And that's just me. Most of America sounds like they're loving it. So uh let me know if you agree or disagree with me on twitter at movie underscore toast and uh, hashtag it a bad trip and tell me if i'm right or wrong because i really want to know if i'm fucking crazy interesting i just added this to my queue like last night so i'm uh yeah maybe i'm I'm not going to rush to see this well no 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 maybe you should (laughs) check it out because maybe you might love it like everyone else and then I could get firsthand why I'm a fucking idiot who doesn't understand hmm. this movie. I'd be intrigued to get your take. Yeah, on Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know, man. I'm going to let you yeah. know. And you listeners as well. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Uh, but you, you got a movie that I think I saw that uh, I'm intrigued to see. Yes, sir. On. And uh, I'm definitely going to be setting a trend with my reviews tonight. That's for sure. My wife and I were rattling down the list for the buildup to uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And I hadn't seen its uh, one of its previous entries yet. Kong Skull Island. We we jumped into that one the other night and I was already pumped for the cast. Like just this this group of people is pretty cool. I I you know, Samuel Jackson yet again. And of all things he's 
getting to play an antagonist in this movie, which I feel like we don't get to see terribly mm-hmm. often. And I loved the I loved the kind of villain he was because he wasn't just like outright evil. He's a hunter. He is, he is a warrior that seeks. He sought a challenge and he needed to conquer it. Like, I'm not saying it's a good reason. That's not a reason to kill something. But he just came out of this bloody conflict where he's already in this headspace. Like, I need to keep executing the mission. I need to keep going for whatever the goal is. And the, so this is a picking up right after the end. Those of you who don't know, this is picking up right after the end of uh, Vietnam War. It's like, just like the final hours of it. He's not ready to go home. He wants to keep fighting. Um, and then this group that we may or may not have heard before, Mar- Monarch, has comes up to him and it's like, hey, we need some we need some guns. We're about to go on this uh, exp- exploration mission of this uh, this island that we were only just able to start getting pictures of. And we need to go check out what's going on. And, you know, it's a bullshit excuse. Uh, John Goodman is is uh, slinging yes. some some shit that you it's just, you know, there's something else going on. But it just sounds so genuine. This oh, is yeah. a research mission, blah, blah, blah. And of course, we assemble our team and we get there. And guess what? Not the case. Motherfucking Kong lives there. Um, but we were prepared for this anyway. So we already had this whole thing drawn up. Without having to get into all of the story, song and dance, it was a lot of fun. And it jumps right into the action right off the bat. It does not take a lot of time to try to get you there. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Getting to see that little bit, that little flashback of John C. Riley's character. He was wonderful. He's probably my favorite yes. character in the movie, to be honest. He he was hilarious. He he owned the scenes. when. Oh, he yeah. And there. the fact I loved that. Uh, actually, that comes. That's a, I'm remembering something in a later movie. Never mind. We'll get back to that. But <laughs> um, the fact that he gets to name one of the creatures that, that gets called back in a later film, I thought that was neat. Um, hmm. it, it was really good. Um, it did a great job of just jumping right in the action, and it stays at a high high pace all the way through. It did have this kind of flavor of, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but when watching something like the was going through the Yip Man series, you can, you can tell there's this foreign investment. Like, there are these certain notes that you... They obviously had to get of, oh, we need we need this character to do this kind of this the scene of uh, uh, what can I think? Loki jumping into the skull, turn, taking they're all taking cover behind the skull. And yeah. there were so many of these shots and kind of action moments that felt very familiar. Yeah. That, but I wasn't mad at it because, you know what, sometimes you just you got to go through some of these paces in order to get to your version of it, your take of it. Um, that, that, that final epic climax of drawing Kong out into the water. And then then they set all the napalm on fire. Like these, these were cool moments of, even though you kind of see it coming when, when it plays out, it still was satisfying. I love seeing that final battle when Kong finally executes his villain. That was a great moment. And I think it was very well deserved. Um, I just, I just had, I had fun time watching the whole movie. Uh, you felt it when characters were killed. Let's see, mm-hmm. where was uh, this was HBO Max, along with the rest of the Godzilla films. They, and my wife and I both had a fun time watching it. And just to put into frame of reference. So she was very, very excited to watch Godzilla King of the Monsters. And we were about to watch that one first in the description of the movie, though, in HBO Max. It, it lays out this is the sequel to Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. So at the last second, pulled the ripcord, decided, oh, we're going to do Kong Skull Island first. I was so happy we did. Had such a fun time watching it. We both came away from Mm. it like that was just a a fun, solid action movie. So I'm giving Kong Skull Island three slices of toast. It it was a big spectacle and it never let off the gas. And I just loved 
I just loved this high octane action. It was a good, fun action adventure movie. Enough said. That and that's it. I'm gonna agree. Like I was afraid that you were gonna hate it because I'm like, I honestly, out of the MonsterVerse movies, the American ones, I loved this. Like, like you were just about to say, I cut you off. The cast is phenomenal. You got fucking Loki. You got Captain Marvel. You got Nick Fury. You got John Goodman. You got. Uh, John C. Riley, you got cats that you kind of recognize, but you don't know what you yeah. know them from. And like, there's comedy, there's action, there's suspense, there's like so much going for this movie. And it's not like super long and drawn out, kind of like my other favorite Kong movie, which was the the fucking Peter Jackson one. Like this felt like an original take on something that we've kind of seen before, but it had a little bit more going for it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now I do kind of wish I would have rewatched. Did Peter Jackson went just to try to see if it did pull for like to see if maybe I, there were there were Easter mm-hmm. eggs or things I might have I might have missed. And, and toasters, let us know uh, what 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 are some details that were dropped in uh, Kong Skull Island that I, I might have missed out on having. It's been years since I watched Peter Jackson's King Kong. So it, it, it'd be cool. Point it out to us. Let us know. Hit us up. That's it yeah. for me on uh, Kong Skull Island, which again on HBO Max and three slices from the old the old Dennis. What you got up for us, man? I, I, I'm going to give you a backstory on something, and you can totally cut this out later. So I got a movie that just came out called The Unholy, uh, but while they were filming it, they were calling it something else. They were calling it, uh, I don't know what they were calling it. Not I The Unholy. Right now, but they, they filmed this movie out here. <laughs> they, they, call, they call this movie Shrine when they were filming it. Uh, they filmed it out here in Massachusetts, and uh, back when I was unemployed last year, and I was like, am I ever going to work again? This was one of my first interviews I had back in the game. They they didn't want me. And I was kind of like, oh, fuck these people. But then it all worked out in the end because uh, they got shut down three times due Oof. to COVID. Apparently, uh, I don't know. And then I met someone on the next job I got that got me multiple jobs after that. And then it's ironic because one of my bosses now is one of the people that didn't find me fit for that job and we got a good rapport <laughs> so that's kind of cool this movie anyways uh it's called the unholy i wanted to see it because uh, i knew some people that worked on it and i'm down to always check out a new movie and it was produced by sam raimi who i actually saw in the studio because the show i was oh. on at the time uh they were filming in the same studio and when you got fucking sam raimi in a horror you're like all right that's that sounds like a no-brainer and it stars jeffrey d oh, morgan wow. Uh, who you might know from a bunch of things, but I, I like to think of him as Negan from Walking Dead. So it's about something like I saw the trailer for this movie, not knowing too much about it. And it looks like it's going to be a long, slow, A24 style, boring movie. And I was happy to say that it's not that. So it's about a journalist who used to be on the top of his game. Like he was trying to get fame and stuff from being like a guy that breaks big news and then the, you find out that he fabricated a lot of the news articles oh. he was writing and now he's washed up and this is years later and he's kind of working for like little websites that like look up dumb things and they send him to a rural town in massachusetts that doesn't exist in real life <laughs> and uh a farmer's like oh there's some satanic thing going on with my cow and he shows up there and he's like well this cow looks perfectly normal to me what's this the problem he's like he might look normal but look at his ass look at this Jeffrey Dean Morgan's like, do you have a son who's uh, maybe like 16 or something? Um, I got a seven, uh, a 15 year old son. He's like, well, I think your son just learned who Metallica was. And it looks like his son like branded like the Metallica logo no. on the butt of the cow. And he's like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, wow. I really thought it was like some satanic ritual or something that people were doing. 
And like Jeffrey D. Morgan's all pissed off because like, well, I drove two hours out of my way to get a story and my boss isn't going to pay me for this shit. <laughs> and then they see like, cause they're also on like a farmland and like, he finds like this thing called a Hern doll. He sees it by a tree and apparently like it's to help with having good harvests and whatnot. And uh, he's like, you know what? I, I got a story, a way we can spin this. He fucking stomps on the fucking doll and he's like, all right, so we say there's this ancient ritual that was uh, he, this this doll was associated with. And uh, now it's broken. So something happened to your cow. I can sell that to my boss. Oh, okay. So it's like cool. Back to his old ways, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. And as he's driving, he's like, oh, I could win an award for this or something. Like he's kind of drinking and driving. And then this uh, like out of the nowhere, this girl's in the middle of the road. He fucking swerves out of the way, hits a tree. And then he kind of follows her. She's walking to this fucking tree that they were at where he broke this Kern doll. She's just like talking to the tree and he's trying to get her attention. And then once he gets her attention, she drops to the ground and like faints. And like he picks her up and brings her to the nearest area, which happens to be like, uh, I think it's like a house uh, where, where the priest lives. And like we find out that this girl is a deaf mute and she's never talked a day in her life. The priest is her uncle. Hmm. and uh fucking jeffrey dean morgan's like i heard her speaking she was talking to the tree and then uh katie ellison from the oh, league uh, yeah jenny from the league she's in here she plays the doctor who has like a very close relationship to this girl and uh she even tells him she's like yeah this girl cannot speak and then like jeffrey dean morgan's kind of pissed the next day he goes like he, he's stuck in the town he wants to find out what might happen to the girl and so he goes to the church and uh, he's like kind of pissed. He's looking over at her trying to see maybe if they're fucking with them or not. And then out of nowhere, her uncle's giving a speech and you see her just get up. She walks out of this church. All the uh, female girls get up quietly and just follow her outside. She walks to the tree and like you start seeing she sees like a face by the tree and it starts talking to her and she's talking back. And everyone's like, oh, shit, man, she can talk. This is a miracle. And like, then she tells everyone, she's like, and Jeffrey D. Morgan's recording all this. And like, she's like, yeah, uh, Mary's speaking to me. So everyone's like, oh shit, the mother Mary is here. And she's like speaking to her. Yeah. She wants, uh, she, if, if you believe in her, she will help you. And like they, they, she ends up helping a, uh, a kid with sclerosis or something like paralyzing his lower torso. He can't walk. He starts walking. Uh, her uncle's going to die. Cause he has like lung cancer. He, he, she heals that. And like, then like Jeffrey D Morgan realizes maybe something is kind of happening here. Like we realize maybe this isn't the mother Mary and she's not really helping people. And we find out that it's really when the, the, the Kern doll, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything here, but you're just wondering if this is a miraculous thing or kind of like a satanic thing okay. at play. And uh, as you imagine, it's satanic. Honestly, there's nothing scary in this movie, but goddamn, the story is it kept me going. I wasn't bored any okay. any time in it. Uh, I was kind of on the edge of my seat because I I was like, all right, so so is she? What's you want to know what's going on? You, you're kind of the audience is our main character. Yeah, there's CG of like a creature, and that's terrible looking CG. But goddamn, this movie kind of stuck with me. And like, they might have a few jump scares. They didn't really pull any over on me. Nobody really was screaming in the audience or anything. But I'm going to give the unholy 
two slices of toast. Not scary, but it's a fun okay. time to watch. It. Like, it's fun to watch. Uh, so, yeah, it's playing in theaters right now. But I wouldn't say rush out to theaters. Don't risk the COVID of it. Unless you get vaccinated or you're like me and you're like, I really like movies and I trust myself and others to wear my mask and whatnot. Yeah, two slices okay. of toast for the unholy. Interesting, interesting. So uh, you got you got another monster. Yes, movie? sir. And this is a big old pile of monsters because it's Godzilla King of the Monsters. I remember when they were advertising this one as like the Battle Royale. We are about to see all the big dogs duke it out. Um, I remember the advertising mm-hmm. being all like all crazy. And I was like, I was jacked up for uh, for watching this one because I enjoyed the first one. I saw the first one in theaters. And as I said, I, I didn't yeah. sk- originally I skipped Kong Skull Island, but have since gone back to watch it. So I wanted to I wanted to hit uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters one more time because I had seen it in theaters, but it's been a while. I got to say that first time I saw it in theater, mm-hmm. I don't know how I walked out of it, the theater watching a Godzilla movie and I was disappointed. I'm hoping. OK, that just has to be bad memories. Um, I was in the movie. Like I double featured it with friggin' Detective Pikachu and pff, Detective Pikachu blew that thing out of the water. So I was like, <laughs> oh, without a doubt, maybe rewatching or watching Kong Skull Island for the first time and then going into Godzilla will kind of help. I could see some things that, you know, maybe appreciate some things that I didn't before. Maybe uh, some of the movie will make sense or I'll be missing some of those pieces. No, no, made no difference. You might catch the John Goodman dialogue that's being spoken at one point in the movie, and that's pretty much it. But uh, this this was uh, interesting to see more of the creatures. I will say the monsters are awesome. Uh, I I like the I like the beasts as they should be, you know, in a Godzilla movie. The coolest thing should be Godzilla and the things Godzilla are fighting, right? Yeah. Then why, for all uh, that is good in this world, do we spend so much time not seeing Godzilla or any monsters fight for that matter? What the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but how do we have this cast of characters, like this incredible cast that really all of the individual pieces really good. Put them all together in this movie with this script. Yeah. Everyone is so flat and so one note and only does the same thing the entire movie. I, I it just got numbing. I, I jokingly called it the, the dad. I just kept calling him Friday Night Lights. He just he says the same snarky mm-hmm. shit the whole movie. I got to find my dad. And it's Millie Bobby Brown is always crying <laughs> over mom and bitching about this and that and Vera Farmiga is just I'm doing what's best for the world all the time and then you got the Lannister always just being a badass and at least he's just being a badass he's kind of fine doing his thing Mm -hmm. but it's hardly much of a thing at all Ken Watanabe I love him he's an incredible actor he's only one note this whole movie thank god they put him out of his misery and he got to die in this one so he doesn't have to be in any more of him like it just (laughs) And, and even the fights started to feel redundant after a while. And it's just like, okay, now we got Super Godzilla. He wins um, after leveling Boston. Awesome. Okay. It just, yep. ugh, this was like work to get through. Whereas the last one was a fun adventure. And it just, like I said, it never, never let off the gas. This one just dragged and dragged. And it's it so many slow points. My wife and I both fell asleep a couple of times during different points of the movie. And this was her first time watching it. And like I said, this is the one she was more excited for. And uh, we again, afterwards, we both came away with it It was just like, oh, God, how how could this thing suck so hard? Again, 
Godzilla King of the Monsters. I watched this one on HBO Max. I am Movie Toaster Dennis. I'm giving this one mm, one and a half slices. It's oh, oh, Dennis. I'm going to I'm going to have to battle you on this. I give this one one slice. I like you was excited. The cast was great. Like you getting this is going to the end all be all of battles. And it was so fucking boring. I would give this half a slice if I could. If the monsters were any cheesier. Uh, yeah, I definitely would lose some. I do. Uh, King Godiro is was was cool. I liked this take on it. And I, I liked that it was something that was bigger than Godzilla. It was like it, <laughs> for having coming from a person who doesn't watch a lot of Superman movies. It was like watching Superman. You know, it was just like, oh, he gets beat down for a minute. Now he's gonna, Now he's better. Now he's going to win. I. I kind of just didn't give a shit by that point. And at this point, you knew that they were, well, I did. I feel like if you're movie savvy and, and you're up to date on things, at that point, you already knew that they had slated yes. Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. So it's like, all right, Godzilla's clearly going to win here. It's safe. Nothing's really at stake. Yeah, it's going to be King of Monsters, but wait till he meets the ultimate monster. And it's like, all right, so this, we're not even going to get what we really want. That's the whole closing credits. Another movie. And that whole closing credits is just like teasing Kong and Skull Island. So it's like they already they knew they were mm-hmm. already building up to this other quote unquote bigger battle. So I, it's like, well, why did you? I don't know. They didn't want to make this one too big. Then don't call it King yeah. of the Mont. Like, don't call it what you did then. That was such a letdown. A year or two before this movie came out, maybe three years, uh, a better uh, actual Japanese Toho Godzilla came out called Shin Godzilla. And that was much more epic and great. And that had a lot of like it was about like the government working on like how to fix Godzilla, how to, how to have Godzilla help with something. It was more of a political movie, but that was more badass than this. So if you want to watch a good Godzilla movie, watch Shin Godzilla. Very good movie. I gave it like two and a half slices of toast. I honestly would rather just go. Uh, what is it? If, if you folks are riding the old uh, antenna TV comet actually does a pretty good job of covering a lot of the uh, Godzilla movies. I want to say early Saturday mornings, they'll, they'll rattle through a lot of uh, Japanese import films and really good Godzilla stuff. And then they have a lot of these moments. It's like the way they talk about G team and Monarch and all that stuff. I feel like is it's covered a lot better. It doesn't feel nearly as cheesy. Like you said, the politics of it are a lot more interesting. The fact that you're, you're talking about it, like it is a real branch of a government, you know? Um, I, I, I like the way they handle mm-hmm. it there. Do we get some of that in the next film? You, you're about to, here later on in the episode and uh maybe some opinions and uh also if if you had watched godzilla vs kong on hbo max you have hbo max like dennis was saying if you want to watch some fun old style godzilla flicks they do have i think like nine or ten of the old godzillas on there which i kind of want to dig into i've never actually fully seen a whole bunch there we go that's what yeah i'd be up for doing some of those with you man we should bring the toaster some classics classics well sir but uh, I think we can jump into that one movie right now, right? I think we can get oh, into shit. Godzilla vs. Kong right Let's now. Let's do it. I, I'm excited. It's been a minute since we both uh, came into the came into the All week right. with the same film review. So I, I'm very curious to see what you have yeah. about the nitty gritty on this one. As you've heard, folks, we've got a broad range of opinions on the uh, these Titan films, as we are referring to these creatures. So it's going to be interesting to see once we combine these two worlds together of a uh, a monster we used to love a monster we came to love what what happens when they duke it out man what's uh what's going on here so let me let me set you up here so this movie we kind of pick up where we left off with 
Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And now monsters have kind of plagued the world, but Godzilla kind of puts them all in their place. And he's like the, the hero for Earth. But we pick up and he's doing something shady. He's attacking this whole laboratory. And now they're like, he's killed people. And they're like, Godzilla is not who we think he is. And at the same point, we get this other plot going on where like there's a scientist uh, who's running, ironically, the lab that Godzilla just destroyed. And he's like, he goes to, uh, I want to say, like one of the Sasgard brothers. And he's like, hey, man, I know you know that the world is hollow on the inside. And we believe that that hollow inside is where G Godzilla and Kong all come from, where they origin from. And we need your help getting us there. And they're all like, well, we let's let's send Godzilla back there. We got him protected. We have him in captivity. And like, but if we do that, Godzilla is then going to be out in the open. And uh, sorry, uh, Kong's going to be out in the open and Godzilla's going to attack him. And we're going to have a big brawl. And oh, fuck this movie, man. Like, I was like, all right, already one scratch against it. We got Millie Bobby Brown back and her dad. So it's like, all right, we're continuing. And like, I don't they, care didn't, about. they didn't change the characters for a second. But uh, Val and I both, like, as soon as we yeah. got a line of dialogue out of each of them, we just turned and looked at each other. It's like, oh, great. We're getting this shit again. We're getting whiny kid. She's a little older, but she, now she's just more angsty. And then her dad, same, he's doting father but always off doing something else and not giving a shit about what his kid is doing mm -hmm. yeah no I, I had the same reaction it was just like oh great uh, you should have given him something different to do nope no and then but i will say when we started off when we first meet uh uh kong it's like he's like he's he's going through his morning duties it kind of reminded me of the <laughs> opening of Shrek a bit. and like he's doing this he's doing that and then like we see him just rip a tree out of the ground and throw it in the sky and we're like what and then we find out he's in a virtual reality version of, or he's in like a dome version. It's a of false wall. Skull Island. He's being trapped. Dome projecting the yeah. false image of like skyline trees, making it look like he's in a big lush jungle, but it's actually just a tiny little section segment of a jungle. Mm -hmm. And we meet a doctor who's been researching him and this young girl who's also a mute, kind of like the last movie I talked about, but she does sign language and whatnot. And like, we find out that this girl has been teaching Kong, sign language and they have a relationship and he has a trust for her and whatnot and she's the only one that could get through yes yes from her, Island, both her right? parents were were killed in a in a titan attack and she mm -hmm. uh she was the lone survivor that was rescued by kong himself yeah so i don't give a fuck about any of this really i will say the little girl's kind of cool uh, but I'm like, still, eh. but I will say Brian Tyree Johnson. Oh, my God. Is a yes. Conspiracy theorist who works at this <laughs> place and he has a podcast about all this. And like, he's so fucking fantastic. He's my favorite part of this movie. He is kind of he he and Millie Bobby Brown and the little boy from Deadpool 2 and Hunt for the Wilder People. And the three of them are now trying to uncover some shady shit at this company. And uh they find out that uh, this company is making a Mecha Godzilla. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. I, you see coming from a mile away. That first time when he goes down and he sees when he mm -hmm. sees the orb thing. Like, oh, shit. They're building a Mecha Godzilla. That's uh, that. That has to be it. I yep. we, we had to pause the movie to take Emmy for a walk. And I even joking and say, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny? It's going to be Mecha Godzilla. And then Godzilla and Kong have to team up to defeat Mecha Godzilla. And then they're going to be like friends. Oh my yeah. God, was I disappointed? No spoilers here, Dennis. Oh, we don't know my if that God, happens. Oh my God, man, that was. Now I, it was cool. Yeah. I was. I gotta be honest. When when we started to when we got to see Mecha Godzilla 
the thing looked badass. I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. I, I liked. Yeah, he looked cool. But can we can we talk about the fact that literally this felt like it was like straight out of fucking. I know it's a mech, so we can't uh, say scratch it for that. But it literally felt like all right. Now we're doing a Pacific Rim thing. We got a guy in there. Yeah, see, with his brain. it's made. Now I'm seeing like, why. why when you were mentioning before that they were going to originally try to bridge these worlds together. I can see how this was going to be that like first connection. But it's also like. And on, the only way to make mm-hmm. it work then is to retcon the first Pacific Rim movie, to retcon the first Godzilla movie, uh, and King Kong, because yep. none of these none of these backstories can no longer be true if we now flow into that Pacific Rim future, because they already explained where those creatures came from, and it was not the Hollow Earth. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. It, ugh, I yeah. yeah. But I see what you mean, I, though. It, it's starting there. That looks like it's the seeds of trying to set that up. But I'm like, fuck, no, stop it. Stop it. Go away. Be your own movie. Mm-hmm. Especially knowing at this point that you're not connecting these movies. Don't do it. Don't do it for the love of God. Don't fucking do it. And then can we talk about the fact that they had to send Kong to go to the Hollow Earth and they had to take little spaceships in there? It's like, OK, a you didn't need Kong to do that. And uh you didn't need your spaceships. You literally drove for like five seconds into a hole. And then you, when you come out of it, you're now in Tokyo or some shit. Fuck you. This is so condescending. And it's just so, and all the creatures we see in hollow earth, they look like the same fucking creatures. It's well, some of that I can defend in that. I feel like they had to have come from somewhere, right? The things we get on the surface are, they, they are revealing of what, what has lived in the hollow earth. And who and is this? I guess it, yeah. This is established. It is just like the one main location, and the rest are like tunnels. No, you pointed out. You pointed out what I thought was a major plot hole. So you establish all this. Oh, we got to get Kong all the way to Antarctica because we we found this is like the easiest, most accessible tunnel. Here we got the scientist whose brother attempted to go in, and he could he didn't make it through because his vessel couldn't survive, and he got crushed. And oh, but we have this vessel now that can that can do it. And and then when. They get there. Godzilla, like he gets all riled up because Kong sends the signal mm-hmm. and he just shoots his fucking atomic breath into the core of the earth. You mean he uses the same device that Mecha Godzilla has the company who hired the expedition so they could have <laughs> just drilled a fucking tunnel to the core. And then mm-hmm. I don't understand that Kong just climbs through it. Easy peasy. They still have to do the whole jump yeah. through thing. He fell. No, he, he fell. He, he yeah, fell. he climbs yeah, back he up. Well, out he climbs it, yeah. back up through it to get to Hong Kong to, for that first fight. Mm-hmm. And as he's climbing, he also has this fucking big axe that he gets when he's down there. Like he finds out he was the king. His people were kings of this world, and now he's this powerful and, axe. And Skull Island yeah, wasn't that originally you. supposed to be an entry point, also? So, like, why do we have to make this big to do about getting to to Hollow Earth? And then it's like, oh no, we could just shoot a fucking laser beam to it, anyways. It's a, you. You just you made all of this big whoopty do for nothing. Now, having said that, one of my favorite mm-hmm. fight scenes was on that journey. I liked that the the Kong. Uh, affixed to the cargo ship and fucking Godzilla like sharking up on yes, him and that was very he good. had to like jump from ship to ship like that was a cool fight and then mm-hmm. when they were going toe to toe on the aircraft carrier that was that awesome. was badass I, I did enjoy that fight very mm-hmm. much and it kind of made that like point of no return now we have to complete the journey kind of thing but then it slowed down after that 
And like, I like the fact that it wasn't like they could just fight underwater. It's like, no, Kong knew he had to go up for air and come back down. Like he was respectfully doing it. Like he's like, I gotta get air. Oh yeah, I'll yeah. Go back down he's, and it, it was a sign of Kong's intelligence too. If like, I think why it's such, why it should be regarded as such a fair fight, you know, or such an even fight. Kong's agility, mm-hmm. intelligence, Godzilla's brute force, and the the weight, his his stature, he, he can just fucking take a beating. For a movie called Kong, uh, sorry, called Godzilla vs. Kong, because I don't want to mix it up, there was an original movie called God, called Kong vs. Godzilla, or something like that. But in a movie where that's your title, and that's what you're selling, and they fight maybe a total of like six minutes yeah. out of like a two-hour movie... No, just give me a whole maybe movie. Maybe three These guys fights. Duking it out, fucking. It could be. It could be an hour and a half. Yeah, we could have a little bit of humans. That's all we needed. I didn't need all this shit. And one thing I got excited for was Adam Wingard, the director of this. He was saying, "Yeah, the issue with the previous movies in this franchise, they fixate too much on humans and the human interactions." I don't do that in this. I cut that shit out and we're just watching these guys fight. Still happened. But no, dude, Adam yeah, Wingard, I don't it's, know. It was still very much felt about. like that. He did the same bullshit. I, I will say. Yeah. I did very much enjoy. I think I enjoyed the fight scenes more in this one than, than Godzilla King of the Monsters. Like the, it, it was a little, it, like it was oh, a little yeah, higher I'll stakes. Uh, I, I, and then, but my one mark against them would be for all of this buildup for Mecha Godzilla, once they do reveal it, we just tease it a bunch, and then we and then it fights once mm-hmm. and gets the shit kicked out of it. It takes nothing for it to. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, something Val said. It's like, wait a minute. You mean it beats the shit out of Godzilla? Kong just shows up with his axe. He gets it supercharged, and then he just fucking hacks the shit out. Done. Over. Fight over. And we 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 give each other a, he- a respectful head nod, and we bounce. And it's like, are you've got to be kidding me? This is mm-hmm. how we're going to end it after all of this. Well, Dennis, that's because the little deaf girl, she said that Godzilla was not your enemy, that other thing's your enemy. So that's why. You mean that that lying little child who said he was going to find more monkey family down there? There mm-hmm. was there was no family down there. Well, no, she she did say there's a possibility there might be. We hope there's some family. The 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 scientist told her tell him that, and she's like, King Kong took off running as soon as as soon as they we said that to him. He's all hell yeah, mm-hmm. let's go. Oh, I felt I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like now love that, I, shit. It, that shot of him on the yeah. throne, fucking badass. I liked I I liked that he badass. him discovering like. Oh, yeah this ancient weapon that clearly belonged to him. And I, I liked this like allu- illusion of mm-hmm. maybe an earlier Godzilla, whether it's from Godzilla or another creature of his type, that it was clearly like a scale that was made as the ax head was uh, just reminding me of the kind of like that. Uh, yeah. The, the Fang and Harry Potter using, using a part of your enemy as a weapon against them. I, I liked that kind of that little touch. Still kind of rough to get mm. to get through. Um, I think I liked it better. It was an easier pill to swallow than the other one. Not as good as Kong Skull Island. I got it easily. Not not as good as that. And can we say I feel like I like the fact that they made Kong like he took beatings, but it's like humans had to save him once. Godzilla had to save him once. They made him a rag doll. It's like why? Why was he not as powerful as he should have been? Yeah. Where, I, and I whereas like that. Godzilla before was kind of made out of glass, we had to like recharge him a whole bunch of times. And then it's always like, oh, once he's powered up, he's all uh-huh. ready to rock. And this one, he started off at that at that level. So it was kind of like we both made the comment. It's like he's bigger, isn't he? They they seem to animate him 
bigger in each film, which I guess kind of makes sense. He's just going to keep growing, but are you aging? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm right down the middle of the road on this one myself. I, I really liked the combat when it was there, and I liked our new characters, the the, the characters that came back. Yes. I could have just thrown them out the window. Couldn't give a shit. Okay, yes. And can we say Kyle Chandler's back here? They just shoo him and horn him in for a couple of scenes. There's a whole scene where the girl's at home, and she sneaks out, and then she ends up in Tokyo. The dad's in Tokyo. I'm like, who the fuck is watching this girl at home? Is Via Firminga alive? She died in the... Uh, I forget where she... Yeah. So yeah, all right, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So it's like, she's in this picturesque house by herself where her dad's in another country. She's in high school. What the fuck is going on here? Why is this girl still living with her dad? She should be in a foster home. I, there, and there's a there's I a lot this. of strings. Like, there's a lot of threads you could pull out on this one. Uh, um, yeah, the facility itself, true. where they where they were actually building Mechagodzilla. So the plant gets attacked. They're going back to reinvestigate. He wants to show the kids, oh, I want to show you the thing they were working on, the thing they were working on. They're able to just walk right up to the place. First of all, mm-hmm. you mean, are you telling me this place where they were working yeah. on all these secrets isn't right going to have armed guards even standing over this pile of rubble? Your argument, oh, they don't want to draw attention to it. So why were they mm-hmm. able to just go down an elevator and literally walk up to it? Oh, my God. It was too yeah. easy. Same thing when, when Millie Bobby Brown just walked into the freaking Red Sox, like the media room thing. She, you're telling me there mm-hmm. isn't a single locked door? Between here and there, like so some of these con- movie convenience <laughs> things. Well, it's kind of the apocalypse, man. So they just unlock doors. You didn't know about that. And that's another thing. I th- I feel like at the end of uh, the whole film of uh, of Godzilla King of the Monsters, I felt like the world was just fucked up and everywhere it was post apocalyptic. I almost pictured like like everything was destroyed and it was like shitty as hell. But now everything looks normal and peaceful again and nothing looks destroyed. And and in the opening sequence, they allude to the fact that King Kong and Godzilla have spent a significant, like the last several years, they've gone all around the world beating the shit out of other Titans because there's like that. uh, There's a frame I remember of a uh, like a playoff championship like bracket and you're seeing all of the other Titans that get crossed off, and the only ones left are mm-hmm. Kong and Godzilla. And the whole story being, oh, we got to keep them separated so they don't fucking fight each other and kill each other, which was kind of dumb to begin with. It's like, isn't that kind of the yep. point? Like, isn't aren't they just going to do that? You're, now you're just going to kill a bunch of humans mm-hmm. trying to not let them kill each other. Whatever, man. I don't know. It's I, I, I may be generous, but I wanted to give uh, Godzilla versus Kong two slices of toast because... There, I, I did enjoy these new characters we brought into this film that actually had some flavor and depth and were entertaining to see in camera. And then the fights between the two characters I thought were really fun. But then I was just let down by literally everything else. It, it was a struggle. <laughs> Not as bad a struggle as uh, the last Godzilla movie, though, I'll, I'll say. True. Uh, I agree 100% with everything you just said. Like... I'm totally giving it two slices. Like you said, the characters they introduced were fun. They added a new layer to the film that we didn't have before. The, the the battles were fun. I just really wanted more battles. I wanted less people. Hey, like you said, better than the last movie. So oh, I agree yeah. 100% oh, yeah. with you. Well, for, for all the hype of these big, these big beasties finally duking it out, maybe they'll think twice about cranking another one out anytime soon. We'll have to see. Hopefully they inject it with something else. Besides the same crap over and over again. Well, Dennis, it's clearly going to happen because this uh, got the box office off to a good start again 
with all like the big markets being open again. This movie made a major dent overseas when it opened two weeks ago, and it uh, kind of revived the box office this week in America. So we'll we'll get more oh. of this slock, I think. Oh man, very, well, very soon. Hopefully, the next one's better. <laughs> the director of this is the guy who's doing the sequel to Face Off. So let's see how that goes. Getting two other Titans going head to head again. Sweet. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens when Nick Cage and John Travolta go at it oh, twenty years later. See if it's as good as Kong and Zilla. Let's talk about another dynamic duo while we're here, Dennis. What do you say? Want to spoil the the next episode of a little uh, show called Falcon and Winter Soldier? I, I think we shall. This, this is going to be an interesting conversation because much like our reviews this episode. Uh, I feel like this episode of Falcon Winter Soldier was kind of all over the place. Uh, oh, once yes. I started getting settled, once I started to settle in a scene and started to enjoy it, we uh, we left and did something very very different. And I was like, "Oh no, this isn't okay. I guess we're going to go do this now." Nor did I like anyone. The people I was starting to to feel for, everyone pushed me away. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I know I'm getting ahead of things, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, we're we're picking up in the, from the last episode. We're going to see the Baron. We're going to see Zemo himself. Yes. Um, now yeah. this the setup. This part of the episode, I got to admit, I did enjoy a lot of getting to see that. Well, we're gonna uh, if we were to break him out of prison because we need his help. <laughs> what would that be like? Gee, I don't know. Maybe I would try. And then we proceed to watch him break him out, and he just walks out of the back room and. Sam loses his shit. Whoa, whoa, where did he that come from? Funny. Why, what, what, why would you do that? What, 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 why are you out? Are you gonna go back to jail? Stop talking. I love oh, they both. On. They both keep shutting him up when he tries to try him in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just he's like, "Fuck it, I'm on board. Let's do this." And then they're trying to hunt down the person who made the new super serum. Is is that yes. right? I felt like I lost. It was. Test. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So there was there was a, the scientist who was originally tasked to help Hydra, but once Hydra collapsed, he still had the knowledge. Um, this new this uh, shadowy figure in the background, the information broker, information broker. That's not it. It's a uh, the power broker. There we go. The power broker yes. uh, hired him on so he could uh, revitalize the. Super Soldier, Super Soldier Serum, because he was able to figure out how to reverse engineer it from a particular American Super Soldier's blood. 20 vials were created. This is what was stolen by uh, Emphy's Nest um, solo terrorist. She and her homies steal that. Find out there was 20 vials. So I, I would like to believe there's a few more still floating around. It didn't seem like her whole crew was 20 people's worth, you know? I feel like we've only seen like yeah. six or eight folks. And one of them's already bit in the dust, or at least one. Mm-hmm. There's there's still some of this stuff floating around, but that's that's not really that's not even speculated. We don't even talk about that so much as just we getting that number. We meet the guy and he dies. Great. We go to Madripoor. Yep. Madripoor looks. He doesn't cool. die. He gets killed. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets killed, like within minutes of meeting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but b- before that, we get to go to Madripoor, which I thought, oh fucking cool. I like the look of this place. This and yeah. this is a part of the kind of remind me of where. Uh... Where, where Ronan was, or uh, Hawkeye as, as the samurai. I'm like, oh, are we going back to this area? I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm oh, excited. Yeah. And then nothing really happened there. They built it up, talked about how rough it was. And it's, it wasn't that I mean, rough. really, it's a tease for the fans who are aware of the location and like the significance in Wolverine's storyline that he spent a significant amount of time there living in Madripoor as like a bouncer for a club and when he was hiding out. And hmm. uh, at one point in time, even the Hulk 
uh, lived there with him too, where they were bouncers at the same club together, which try to imagine that place. Would you fucking walk into that, that bar? Well, oh, dude, I would watch that show. <laughs> oh, I would love to watch that show. Even animated. I'd watch. Oh, hell that. yeah. Oh, easily. Uh, but none of that fun. Just as we're starting to like meet kind of yeah. interesting, cool characters. And I liked the silly, uh, oh, you, you want the usual. And he has to drink like the snake heart shot. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Watching Sam have to choke that. Mm-mm, that good. That that was funny. This, those little comedic morsels were very funny, but but not enough to carry through the whole episode. It was just kind of like getting from bit to bit. And and then we were complaining. Uh, Adam and I were talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, what's with bringing back? Uh, what's her face? Sharon. Uh, Ugh. What was it? Sharon. Um... Oh, God, Carter? Is that her name? I was, a, Sharon I was on the run, too. Remember? I helped you guys one I didn't time. remember that. No, I didn't either. In fact, I completely forgot about your character, and I couldn't care less that you came back. You know what I remembered about her? I remembered she was a fake nurse who lived across from Cap, and then they randomly had her and Captain America make out in a car for one scene, and that's all I remembered about her. She did a couple cool fight scenes. I like that, uh, the container fight where she's just doing the hand-to-hand combat and she throws the knife through the one dude's arm and she did have a few cool, like, I liked seeing her hold her own, but that wasn't story. There's no reason, like, there's no reason for her to be there. And then she's gone and then, like, we're done Mm -hmm. with her. Like, we introduce her and they're they're like, hey, come with us. No, no, I don't. I you just get me my paper so I can go home. That's all. I Great. Want. So she might come back later. They might recycle her. They might not. I couldn't care less. That was just kind of mm-hmm. useless time uh, killing off this. What could have been a cool looking villain in Madripoor? That All right. What was yep. the point of that? I don't know. This mo- this episode. Oh, you know what my favorite part was? Seeing uh, Zemo get his mask from his car and finding out that he was rich. That that I enjoyed. Oh, but that was like two minutes. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, oh, but if I suppose if you do, if you remember his character, it should it's known. It's like, oh, yeah, he was he came from this big wealthy family. I did like that almost Batman like moment of walking into that garage full of his car collection. And yeah, yeah like it was satisfying. And then just the him reaching out for the mask. You're right. It, just the visual of it. Mm-hmm. Like I got chills. I'm like, yes, he still kicks ass. Like even after all this time being mm-hmm. in prison, the guy still knows how to hold his own in a fight. So props to you, Zemo. I guess we're going to be cheering for you for a minute, yeah. but, uh, and I do enjoy that actor. Yeah. He, he Daniel Brule, yes. I think yes. his name is something like that. Yeah, man. He was great in what? In glorious bastards. Yes, sir. Is, is that yes, where, sir. He, where he's from? Yeah. Uh, and then they lead us off on like, here's another character from the Marvel pass. Someone who, uh, was the, the King's father from uh civil war. And it's like, Oh wow, cool! This uh, this this person from fucking one of the bodyguards Wakanda that I don't fully remember. Not like the main characters that I care yeah. about. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. It's like okay, I I I, <sighs> I know it's like I appreciated that because Bucky has such a strong connection to Wakanda now. That is like his second mm-hmm. home. I feel like I had to Google it. I'm like, who is she? Like, I know she's from Wakanda, but. Do I need like her first time we saw her? She was just like a royal guard. Then they gave her a name. And it's like, well, give me Michonne from Walking Dead, her character. Or give me Siri. I love Siri, man. I want to see more of her. But yeah, give me this random lady. But I get it. It does make sense because she's hunting down the person who killed her boss in front of her. Like, I'm like, I get that. I respect that. But I wish she left more of an impact on me. Yeah, I'm maybe in the next episode. We're going to build up more of that. It, it would be nice to. To have it mean more. I want it to have more gravity, you know, more weight to it. 
Yeah. It just didn't. This episode didn't really gra- grab me there. Although the action was cool, it it didn't. We didn't bring as much to the table. If anything, now we can push uh, Walker a little further away. Because if anything, it's he's just revealed a little more the fact that yeah, he's not he's working a little bit more against them than with them. And then same with her. Oh yeah, didn't they? She's find out she's uh, playing some other side too. She. At the very mm-hmm. end, we got to send some warning because we got two very serious problems. It's like, oh, OK, another side. Yeah. Plus, plus we see Walker is now making stuff up like he wants to fabricate the truth to just get results. And it's like, oh, man, I rather was hoping there'd be some remorse that I'd be like, yeah, I do like the new cat. But no. Nope. Yeah, I we really are, aren't supposed to like him. I, you know, I, and it's just. I know, yeah. but we started off that last episode. I felt like, oh, man, I really feel for him. And then I hate him. And now it's like, I really hate him. Great job, writers. I get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the new cat. Oh, well, toasters. It's we, we ran through the gambit in this episode. Uh, high numbers, low numbers, uh, lots of emotion, a lot of feeling, <laughs> pa- passionate uh, feelings, both good and bad. <laughs> Yes. But uh, folks, let let us know what uh, you think of our, our reviews here. Do, are you on the bad trip hype train or do you totally agree with Adam? Is it all just way too much hype? What about Godzilla vs. Kong? Is is it better than the review Adam and I gave it? Did it just completely blow your socks off or was it even slower than the last Godzilla movie? Because, I mean, in some points it did kind of move hmm. a little slow. I just think it had a little more heart than the last one did. And that's why it. Like the the human parts were at least a little more successful with the exception of our annoying bland characters from the previous film. And uh, you can get at us on Facebook and YouTube. I don't know. I would contact us on YouTube at Movie Toast Newsroom Reviews, but you can get us on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Discord, all at Movie underscore Toast. We want to hear from you guys. Um, and Dennis, what can they do? What, what are we doing in December that might be kind of useful to filmmakers listening to this episode? We are going to ban the production of the next Godzilla film in December. No, just kidding. <laughs> Movie Toast is hosting <laughs> our first annual film festival. Check us out over at filmfreeway.com. You're going to search Movie Toast the festival and we'll be there. We are taking short film submissions of all genres under the sun. We have a few categories pre-made, but if you don't think you uh, see the one that's just for you, uh, Baker's Choice is there for you. That is our anything else that you don't think uh, qualifies kind of section. But we want to see what you have to offer. Uh, this is something for the new the new and upcoming filmmaker. You just want to get your first film out there, or you're the filmmaker that just needs somewhere else to get their get their film submitted. Check us out. We're, we're excited to watch more of your films. It's already been really fun and exciting, mm-hmm. and we'd love to see what else you got left. Still plenty of time. If you keep waiting, though, that submission price will keep creeping up. Not not, not much. We, yes, a couple of days. It's going up a couple yeah, of bucks. Nothing too nuts, but, you know, we got to keep the, the toaster plugged in, you know, so to speak. So please <laughs> come on by, submit your film. We're excited to, to show you the winners and show you... Uh, what you have to offer come December. And also guys, if you could do as a huge help here, whether this is your first time or if you've listened to us multiple times, could you please go over to Apple podcasts and leave us a review, any amount of stars you feel necessary, any honesty that you want to throw our way, be it good or bad. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know what what's working, what's not working. We just want to get more reviews. We only got a few reviews up there right now. And, uh, 
we want to know what you guys are thinking about the show. Absolutely. So please give us a review. It helps. I know you hear that all the time on big podcasts. And it's like, how much can it help big podcasts? But we're the little guys here. And I guess the big guys could use it too. But <laughs> right now we're asking for your help. But I will, I will have one request that no other podcast will make. Please, please stay toasty. Stay toasty.